0: and welcome to 90s court i am one of your hosts lisa monahan and i'm andy what's up andy, <laughs> andy there's something the there's dude. something
1: ever so disturbing about just hearing someone say just their first name after you've just said your full name
0: true it's a little well, it's a little, a little endearing you'd be like you know who i am you don't need my last name well, my last name is burned in your mind
1: endearing or just like disrespectful just like oh cool so apparently just uh, you don't uh, you don't have to do your full name huh
0: You don't have to. If people just know you're like Prince, you know. You know what? I'd like you to come up with a symbol.
1: I'm. Oh man, it's just going to be. I can't even think of it. It's just going to be like seven Ts, but like in all different directions. I
0: am here for it. I'm into it. I don't know what's happening. Listen, if you've never joined the show before, this is what you should expect: a lot of weirdness. Yeah. Um. But but even beyond the weirdness, we take two very popular things from the '90s discuss them, put them up together or up against each other in quote-unquote court mm-hmm. where we debate those things. And then prior to that, we usually go over a couple things that were pretty cool and we remember for the 90s yeah. but not big enough to be covered in a proper court case. So and, that's the gist.
1: And and let me just yeah. say, that is part of our show, the part where we talk about the things. I only mention that because like we have certain podcast platforms and occasionally people will leave – comments one of the comments we got was like hey they didn't start this one episode i was listening to they didn't start the episode till like 30 minutes in and i was like oh that's like if yeah if you were only here for the court case we definitely didn't start until 30 minutes in so uh yeah. so just fyi we talk about other stuff beforehand that is part of the show
0: and it's so dope i personally mm-hmm. think that's part of my favorite part of the show yeah. but um but it's so not yeah. just skip
1: forward till you hear lisa talking about uh sleep phones and then you can skip past that and go to the go to the court case
0: but you're gonna be missing out on a but doozy of a thing at least part. On a part.
1: doozy of a thing, and you're gonna miss out on those uh those sweet ads.
0: True. Ads <clears throat> are sweet. Um, how was your week?
1: It was pretty good. Uh just just me being me. I had that nineties party or whatever. I had fanny packs and a capsack. Yes. Um capsack, I don't know if that's like just eighties or nineties, but like if you're like look up capsack and just you'll see what it is. See. You'll know what, what it is. It? Like it's Cap-Sack. just it's the most gaudy fucking thing you could possibly imagine. Oh,
0: those kind of?
1: Yeah. Wait. Like a hat. Wait, wait. It's, it's a hat that has a pack in it.
0: You're joking.
1: It's a hat that like you can also unzip it. So I was just like, I need plenty of cargo. So I did have gushers in both my hat and my fanny pack.
0: Oh my gosh. Did you get so many compliments?
1: Uh, I mean, other people have. were dressed pretty dope. I will say that. So like I was not super dressed up. So. Um,
0: but how many others are hosting a '90s podcast? So suck on those. Eggs Actually, jerks. seven. Weirdly,
1: damn mm. it. I know it's a, a weird, weird party. Weird. There were only like ten of us there too. It's weird. Um, <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, what about you? Anything neat?
0: Nan, no, nothing. Okay, nothing at all. Just well, that's it. Nothing. Moving for me. on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there really Pat- wasn't anything worth talking about.
1: Patreons, yeah. patreons. Hello, patrons. It's me, Andy, your host from 90s Court. And I'm here to talk to you all about, uh, I was going to talk to my patrons, Lisa's patrons, our patrons, about how wonderful mm-hmm. you all are, as we do every episode. And first and foremost, we have a, a new announcement today. That's right, a new bailiff. What up? Welcome aboard, Bailiff Evelyn. If I'm your name is man. pronounced Evelyn, I'm sorry. But I'm going to assume it's Evelyn. And thank you so much for coming on board. Always love touching base. I've seen you uh, seen you getting in on it on Facebook and everything like that. Love your interaction. And it's super awesome to see you hop on. And uh, thank you again so much for your support. And of course, shout outs to our ride or dies that we've had for for quite some time. Our two illustrious judges, Judge Troy. <laughs> <laughs> And Judge Anthony, uh, so you guys are amazing. Thank you for overseeing everything. All the bailiffs are sometimes out of control, and we we appreciate the two of you reeling them in sometimes when they've lost their way. Um, mm-hmm. And to our to our other illustrious bailiffs, Bailiff Vincent, uh, thank you. A uh, Bailiff Woo-hoo. Nate, you handsome, handsome devil, you. Bailiff Jacqueline, <laughs> good day, madam bailiff michael hello sir bailiff tim oh hello and of course bailiff preston hello What up? Um, you guys are awesome so you guys are amazing we love you guys so much and we love getting to say your names because every time i say your name i'm like oh yeah you guys exist and i love that so true and we owe you guys some content
0: <laughs> this is true but don't our judges also get um to pick an episode
1: they do have
0: they has troy done one
1: no he 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 Person i mean we're we, right? we waiting on that yeah but we're uh, we are waiting currently on on those guys i think on on him to to pick something so if you guys ever want to pick something and just say hey let's do this episode we'll do it yeah just say hey do this cowards and we're like all right i guess we'll do it
0: <laughs> whatever you say sir whatever you say we'll do sir. it we're all of whatever you say yes so. sir of course we'll... sir yes um
1: so now to the things The part of the show that you've all been waiting for, unless you're waiting for the court case, in which case that'll come later.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Now, without further ado, here comes me saying more words, because I (laughs) didn't plan the notes out well, (laughs) and I have to keep talking after I just talked a whole bunch. (laughs)
0: That's the way it goes. That's the way love goes.
1: So, this week, I would like to talk to you guys about something that is near and dear to my heart. Something that I haven't talked about a great deal, and I know we have a lot of fans that will be pretty interested in this in particular and more the entire genre that this is a part of but I'm kind of hitting it in a little bit of a broad, in a more specific sense a specific toy that was associated with a phenomena that in the 90s was absolutely magical and some would say is still magical a Mm -hmm. form of entertainment that many people like to enjoy and not imbibe because that would be weird if you drank this Um, Mm -hmm. professional wrestling So in the 90s, the Attitude Era, as many of us like to call it, um, in addition to um, amazing, awesome WCW and and WWF at the time, you know, going head to head. And I do say WWF because at the time it was WWF. Now it's WWE because World World Wildlife Foundation. But Mm, at the time, I will say this, first and foremost, I was a WCW guy. What's up? Lisa, that probably means nothing to you, but Correct. I was a big WCW guy. They had some amazing uh, athletes on there. I mean, people who had been in the WWF in the past and had moved on there and some people that were specific to them, they were uh, they were awesome. And a lot of the people, I think, are still wrestling even today. Like, they're probably super old, but <laughs> some of them yeah. are still wrestling today. And so as a person – like this was probably like in grade school into like junior high and stuff like that, that this was like really big for me and even like maybe freshman year of high school or something like that. But like seventh and eighth grade in particular, like the, the, the late nineties, my goodness, it was amazing content and everything. And growing up, we had a trampoline and, with three other brothers as well as many friends and things like that that would come over we would often use that trampoline for various different things and we tended to roughhouse a little bit because that's just what we do sometimes but -hmm. we couldn't really roughhouse with each other because then we would just kill each other or hurt each other really bad so we had to find some way to take out our frustration and anger and so fortunately uh wcw and toys came out with a wonderful invention <laughs> just for us, and I'd like to play you a little sample of what that was. <laughs> it's WCW Fashion Brawlers with Diamond Dallas Page and Sting. Kevin Nash and Goldberg. Fashion Brawlers. Are you ready to fashion brawl? When you wrestle with fashion brawlers, they tell you what you're fashion. You <laughs> my head. Listen. <laughs> oh, my God. He knows you're grabbing his nose. Get off my nose. Twist his arm. My arm. Hear him bake when you bend his leg. You're breaking my leg. Fashion Brawlers tell you when you win. <laughs> They tell you what you're so I'm going to be honest. Oh, I, was, I was trying so hard not to laugh. And that is the most that is like, Lisa, I love that you picked out the immediate thing that is like the most because most of the things they would say, "Ow, my arm, like just like every yeah. single time. So these things were probably like two, two and a half feet tall. If you look them up, there's so Bastion Brawlers was not
0: looking things.
1: They were not the first iteration of these types of toys. Many people will know that WWF, before that, did have plenty of those in the late 80s into early 90s that were Mm -hmm. a lot of classic wrestlers and everything. To my knowledge, and again, if I'm wrong, please, you can correct me on this, that's okay, they they did not have the voice boxes, at least in the original iterations of those, they didn't have the voice boxes, so that was what the WCW ones were really big about, was the fact that they had the interactive way that they would say, ow, my arm, or ow, my nose. Um, and so those sensors obviously got sensors obviously got fucked up real fast. Like so, yeah. like oh yeah, like like his arm is never gonna hurt again because he's just paralyzed from his arm apparently. And so like now only his foot and his and his nose work anymore. But we would power bomb those pieces of shit like on the thing. Like we would <laughs> we would freaking just like punt them. Like just it was. They were used very very frequently, especially like because. When you're jumping like on a trampoline and going really high, like jumping really high and then like pile driving one of those (laughs) things into the ground was always uh, outstanding. Um, I will mention also like back in that time, this is just more of like because I'm thinking back on like regarding trampolines in general, because Mm -hmm. it's weird to think that for a period of my life that was such a large portion of my life was out on the trampoline stuff. In seventh grade, I think I might have mentioned this at some point, but we had like a like a probably like twenty to twenty five people in our grade had like a wrestling uh, program that we did.
0: Oh boy!
1: So a friend of ours had like a trampoline that they had done up like really fancy into like a wrestling ring, and so everybody was super into wrestling at that point. Like it was huge back at that point. And mm-hmm. so, like, we were all wrestlers, and they would, like, video film, like, all of these different matches and stuff, and we each had our own personalities and everything. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and so we actually had that for a while. Like, I don't think it went on for a super long time, but, like, at the time it was going on, it was really, really big. So we had that, and we would go back and watch, uh, you know, old episodes. But the problem was is that we were a bunch of, like, a lot of out-of-shape kids. We weren't doing super cool moves to each other or anything like that, and we were getting hurt. <laughs>
0: just like 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 scooping the leg and that's about it (laughs) and and
1: of course like 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 the big like this one like big guy like ended up like breaking the ring in one part and like everybody was so mad
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
1: so uh that and so my family members would know this and also some of my friends who like back in the day we our family had this teddy bear for the longest time that was like four feet tall um, that was like it like had just like super like wobbly arms and stuff like that and was just massive. Like it probably was the size of like like a like a fifth grader. Um or Uh-oh. like a like a third or fourth grader or something like that. So it was big. And we would like so these guys and the teddy bear were always the subject of so much punishment <laughs> on all of those things. But I just I, I think I thought of this and I was just like It made me think of wrestling which i hadn't thought of in that way in a very long time Mm -hmm. i do believe that we had um uh, i think i had the kevin nash one um because i was a big nwo fan at the time as well uh back Mm -hmm. in wcw and that's why i kind of like was dancing around this topic a little bit because I'm like, well, I, I don't want to get too much into that because we are going to cover some Attitude Era stuff in the future, even though Lisa's probably not going to be super comfortable with it, but it's something that has to be covered <laughs> at some point. Oh, no,
0: you have to. You have to. And now that of I've, te- I now that I've, all teased it,
1: yeah, exactly. Now that I've, now that I've teased it a little bit, we're probably going to have people calling for it a little bit more. But, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, NW and DX sometime in the future, gang. Anyways, that is Bash and Brawlers. Uh, just, really really love those dudes if you guys want to check it out they have some pretty rad ones not only bastion brawlers but also the uh the wrestling buddies or whatever the wwf uh-huh. wrestling buddies too which were also ballers. so the end the
0: ba- the bastion brawlers look like airbrushed angry twice baked potatoes Alarms.
1: um let me just upon further review yes Yes. They look okay. Like let's see that one. Yep. Potatoes. yep. The the faces are totally twice baked potatoes.
0: Yeah. Well, the, I don't know who the one is that Stone Cold Steve Austin and and like who has got like the airbrushed abs and the black speedo and that's it. <laughs> I that, think that, that was
1: supposed to be Goldberg, which was. I
0: don't know. I took a <laughs> I took a shot. I swung and a miss, but they all look like this is this. I'm looking at a picture from Reddit of of uh seven of them lined up. Uh huh. Um, I don't like what I'm seeing with my eyes right now. Well, it's just upsetting. Listen, I see... good.
1: No, I'm just I. I didn't really have anything to say to the listen. I just <laughs> just <laughs> saying like listen, I... don't 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 poop on my childhood.
0: No, I just I remember um seeing these at like my cousin's house or something like that. I saw like these were always in the periphery growing up, but mm-hmm. you never really knew what for. And I oh, guess that's what you arm. guys did. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got my knows which is like we need to take out we (laughs) need
1: to take out exact vengeance upon something that was not our friends because we would get in trouble for that or sued
0: yeah that seems reasonable uh Mm -hmm. thank you for bringing this horrible nightmare fantasy into my into my uh my life here Uh um well my thing andy uh let me get to my show notes early this afternoon i believe i accidentally took an acid trip um because what i found and saw with my eyes cannot be explained reasonably um i love weird music videos from the 1990s that is no lie Mm -hmm. um, because there were some crazy ones okay Mm -hmm. but i found one that i'm fairly certain takes the cake for bizarre hilarity and like absolute nonsense and the song that i'm referencing is from the one the only david hasselhoff Um, Um, that is a song by David Hasselhoff. I forgot that he went into music a little bit. Now, Andy, if you haven't seen Hooked on a Feeling by David Hasselhoff, I encourage you, I give you permission, please, to put it on mute and watch it in the background while I discuss this, okay? mm -hmm, Yep, go ahead. Because it's it's absolutely necessary. I'm I'm getting on it right now. This video is exactly what happens when someone you know has like just the right slash wrong amount of technology to make a video quickly and cheaply. And you're David Hasselhoff and you can do no wrong. And this is what happens. It's basically David Hasselhoff singing in front of a green screen and also using like a, like a waist harness to just float around. Um, I mentioned this to my husband, Jack, and he was like, you've never seen this before. I've never seen this before. This was earth shattering to me to see this because when when that chorus comes in though like the first course he shoots out from behind like a white christmas tree into the sky it's just it's just unreal um at some point Hasselhoff's like flapping his arms like a bird in the sky and I believe I don't know if they're his daughters but they are like two girls who are dressed as angels and they just show up in the sky from time to time what are you seeing right now? Describe to me what you're seeing. So,
1: Lisa, I'm, yeah, like, how are you it, feeling? This, this, this <laughs> looks like, like if I, like if I was like seven years old now, and I did have to make a video project for like grade school, this would be what I would make. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm sure at the time it was probably pretty tough. But yeah, right now I am fr- freeze framed on him. Uh, he left a fancy party, and now he sends in so- some sort of like a indiana jones costume with two uh dachshunds next to a river dachshunds thank you and two angels coming in from the periphery as you mentioned flying in the sky yes
0: yes so like um at some point he will be standing on a motorcycle and like will come into frame and then Mm -hmm. because of the harness he will just like take off and fly and then like at the same time someone is in like a weird cartoonish mask and just kind of like and then he's in eskimo gear at like at some point he takes the green screen game to the next level uh-huh. by by dancing in front of a green screen of a video of him flying in front of a green screen of a video of the safari so it's like green screen on green screen on green screen it's 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 a, it's, it's, a lot. it's a lot it's a lot andy it's, you've never uh, seen this before either
1: no, I and I will say the first comment is uh, contrary to popular belief. There are no special effects of any kind in this music video.
0: <laughs> the com- the comments on that killed uh, me on YouTube.
1: It's, it's wow. I mean, it, I feel I feel bad talking about a video, particularly on the podcast, but man. Like just pause, pause the podcast, go watch this and then re-listen to this segment. And just
0: It's, it's so, uh, David Hasselhoff hooked on a feeling. It's just at some point he like, someone throws him a fish, which he catches and then puts in his mouth and starts dancing again. And like, he, there's so many shots of him dancing in front of a green screen of himself dancing. I don't understand did, what happened here.
1: Like, do Germans like this kind of like, are they into that?
0: It's got that like Euro beat, right? This I th- I wanna say I saw this came out in ninety seven. Um, which is a like a pretty like think about this, like Windows ninety eight era. Like there were some cool videos yeah. happening at that time, but if you right. didn't have the budget and music videos were not your thing because you're David Hass David Hasselhoff, <laughs> then this is what happens. Like you just someone let this happen.
1: There's no way you don't have enough money to pay an adult to make a video. Like this this like all this feels like but that's the thing. Is it's long enough ago that I don't believe it was intentionally ironically done?
0: <laughs> I can't if, tell. If this I was done even ten tell.
1: years, like if this was done even five years later, I'd be like, you know what? He's doing this as a joke. But in the late nineties, I cannot believe this was a joke. I think he really thought this was dope.
0: <laughs> I I am with you on that one. I I do not think that this was like Bloodhound Gang era, of like just being wacky. It's it's like we're having fun because there are shots of him. What appears to like there are some shots that really look like he is on location by a fjord or something. I don't uh-huh. know. Like there's something really nice. I was like, but the rest of this is just why are there dachshunds?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're like this, I'm looking at this. I'm like, this isn't supposed to be particularly funny. This is just like weird. Like oh, what nice scenery. And we're like well, like you're you're dancing. Like this is you're so over the top too. Like he's so. <laughs>
0: So uh, listen, oh, the, honestly, man. if you the part where he flies out from behind the Christmas tree at that party before the first course, uh-huh. I died laughing. This saw at the time I saw it, but yep. they didn't have to go. I don't have to go on to this forever. It was just it was a little tree. I had so many other things I wanted to talk about, but I found this one. I said, "Stop, that's the one." It found yeah. me. Right, like Hoff if this if this me.
1: was if this was made in like in like 1947 like I'd be like that's fine you can bring it in Lisa like I'm gonna yeah. allow it this one time just just for for this episode of 90s court but yeah I would say this could pretty much take take over any any uh, anything you decide to bring on but wowzers uh wow yep. the Hoff.
0: The half. That's my thing, and I'm sticking to it. Um, Before we go to break, I have to tell you uh, something I did not tell you yet. uh, Was I had our first? I had my first dream about us recording the podcast last night. Oh no! I was like, that was cool. Although, but we were actually in person for the first time. That was cool.
1: It's (laughs) funny that it's funny that I was like, I. You would think that I would ask like what happened, but I'm like, I know it was probably just like we were in a thing. Like I'm pretty sure it was us recording. It could have been me and like my friend from high school. It was kind of confusing, and I don't know what happened after that. Like, that's basically what a, probably a dream would be. Yeah. <laughs> if I asked, it, was, it would be not. It wouldn't be cool because it never we is. Cool. Like,
0: you no, know, we were playing like '90s charades, which might actually be really funny to do. True. But I don't know '90s charades. I don't know how you do that. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious about '90s charades. But listen, that's what I just needed to tell you that. Let's take a break. Let's regroup. Let's get our shit together. Let's come back for court, shall we?
1: We'll be back.
0: All right. Hey, 90s Court listeners, Lisa here. I'm here to talk to you really quickly about a product that I absolutely love and I've used every single day for years and years and years. Let me hit you with a couple of scenarios. Perhaps you're miserable because your partner snores like crazy, or maybe you're a night shift worker who can't get proper sleep during the day, or maybe you live in a really loud and busy downtown area. There's hope for you, and it comes in the form of sleep phones from acoustic sheep, I'm not lying when I say I've been using them religiously for years and they're the sole reason I'm not a crazy person suffering from insomnia. Sleep phones are just ultra soft headphones in a headband that are extremely bed friendly. Side sleepers can also rejoice for you can comfortably block out the sounds of the world while getting some soothing noise free sleep without hurting your ears. They even have wireless Bluetooth options so you don't get tangled up in cords overnight. I personally connect mine to my phone each night and listen to some white noise to drown out my partner's snores. I'm telling you, I've gifted them to night shift nurses, in-laws, basically anybody with ears that values a good night's sleep. They even have options now that come preloaded with binaural beats or deeply relaxing ASMR content. So you can find something that's just right for you and maybe not even have to connect to your phone at all if you don't want to. Andy and I both use these now and we'd love to help you get some rest too. Go to sleepphones.com and use the code 90 score to get $10 off your order of $39 or more. That's sleep phones.com and the code is nine zero s c o u r t sweet dreams
1: we're back from the break and you are too what's up guys we're so glad that you're back i'm glad that you didn't leave you're just like i'm so tired of listening to lisa's ads i've i've referenced i've referenced the ads i think like the past three episodes i need to stop doing that You've no, heard people enough pass it. Passing. They,
0: this is true. They have. Um,
1: I, I do want to go over a couple things here. So f- okay. first off, this is a weird this is a weird thing, but I wanted to say it on the air at some point. I was okay, so so we are friends, obviously, and we have a patron, obviously, uh Alyssa from the Next Session podcast, who is a patron, great supporter. She's listened to us a long time. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She also has another pod. she has a podcast, the next session podcast with her husband Adam Johns. I only mention that because I I was on it a while back and I listened to it regularly. It's a really great podcast. And for some reason, like on break, I went to use I went to use the restroom real quick and come back. And like on the way back, I was like, like they said, like man, you should come back on the show sometime. And I was like, oh, cool. wouldn't it be funny if? <laughs> so actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcasts are like a massive genre of podcast. And like a lot of shows that aren't even, don't even do that, will randomly have like one shots. And I was like, if Lisa and Andy both <laughs> did like a one shot Dungeons and Dragons podcast with Alyssa and Adam, I know like that would be so weird, but I want the listeners to comment and say, yes, I want you to do that, Lisa. Because I don't want to peer pressure Lisa into doing something she doesn't want to do. So there's
0: no way. I've never been comfortable with like Mm. pretending to be something as an adult other than like a total trash bag person. So, but you're
1: like, you're so good at being a total trash bag person that you could just be one on.
0: I don't think that would go well for anyone. Do you think you don't think I do that? Do you don't think I'd do I do that once a week already with you? Well, I do that time. That, is, that <laughs> like, is
1: true. That is true. Like everybody's tried. like, I'm a wizard, and you're like, I'm just a trash bag person. You're like, oh well, she doesn't have any magical abilities. She's just here to. She's just here to be trash. So damn right. Anyways, now that I've just given that random thought, uh, I I did want to mention something real quick. Uh, we did plug this on our Facebook, and I just wanted to mention to you guys, uh, those of you who are not familiar with Podchaser, it's been around for literally like two, almost the entire time we've been here. It came out, mm-hmm. like it started up like shortly after our podcast started. It's a really, really rad place. Uh, we love it and support it. It's basically the IMDB of podcasts. It's a really cool website where you can go there and you can uh, search for any podcast. It'll have the names of the hosts that are on the different shows and then you can click on the host and see other shows that they've been on that they've guest starred on like i've clicked you know put different things i've guest starred on we had some people that one episode that hosted ours they're on our you know listing as they've guest hosted our show so like it's this really cool place where you can find podcasts you like get suggestions for other ones you might like things like that and they have Um, categories that you can search by. That's one thing I've found is really cool. Like they have so many different categories and then Mm -hmm. you can go down a whole list of like highly and well-reviewed podcasts of different categories. So if you want to check us out, we're on there at 90s Court. Uh, We'd love for you guys to follow us and maybe even give us five stars. Um, It would really, really help as well. And and again, a really cool place to come and check out and uh, find some other shows you might like too.
0: True, true that. Thank you for that. Potchaser plug, sir. Now let's talk um, an agonizing thing from last week, which is Auntie Anne's delicious, but kind of kind of hard to take. On my <sighs> my, my okay, stomach's churning over it, the- and it's not because I ate sugar-free ice cream before the show. It Has nothing to do with that. Uh. It has much more to do with sadness about Auntie Anne's pretzels versus Dippin' Dots ice cream. Um, check this out. Let's go from least mean to most mean on Instagram. Fifty-one to forty-nine percent, very close for anti-ans. I was like, so "That's close. what I expected. I expected that." Okay, Facebook, a little meaner, sixty-five point four percent to thirty-four point six percent anti-ans. We had a lot of responses yeah. for that too. Oh, it was a and lot. Then, I
1: bet Twitter will write the ship though.
0: Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter, Twitter said seventy-one percent to twenty-nine percent anti-ans. Now, like, Whoops. listen. So, anti-ans obviously won, and as we discovered on the show last week. The smell is a huge component, obviously. Yeah,
1: I, I was, I was, I was so happy, especially on Facebook, to see other people mm-hmm. mention the smell thing before they'd even listen yeah. to the episode because it was like the the morning when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I was super glad to hear everybody else agreed because a lot of the people who commented on the smell too were also people that went to my mall. So like, <laughs> there were like people yes. from like the Champagne area that I'm like, I know for a fact that you know what I'm talking about because you get into the middle of that mall and it's just like, it's the only thing going. out there in the middle of the mall is just anti Ans or Bust or Liz. It's
0: true. It's yeah. And there's 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 dip and dots and it, it, like in my head, the novelty of that was gonna carry me to an easy victory. That was not the case. Do not rest mm-hmm. on a pretty face, people. Well, you must have substance and that substance must smell good and it has I, to be anti Anne's. <laughs> that you was cannot the... be pretty balls inside
1: of a cup. Okay. Okay. I was I was trying to see how you got there from dip dots to pretty face. <laughs>
0: Well, it's just, I mean, because it's like, the, it had like the flashy, the pretty face know, I, of food. Well, because it was, it was, it was like, it was cool. Yeah. It was, it was like fucking cryogenic ice cream. That's fucking so awesome. It's, it's like the Nicole Kidman. I don't know. Is she hot? Yeah. And then you Nicole found out Kidman. afterwards,
1: you're like, oh, there's no substance to this whatsoever. It's hollow and, right. and lifeless. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I want the Amy Adams who smells delicious like Aww. bread. I want the Amy Adams. So I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm not that problem. mad. I'm a little hurt. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm not
1: mad. I'm just disappointed. The worst yeah. thing for a mother to say ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So listen, gang, we decided this week, you know, we do movies pretty frequently this week. Like there's a category of film from the 90s that is indescribable. It's not kids. Mo- I mean, I guess it's kind of kids movies it's like the 90s era was a time when. Kids were in movies just a shitload. Like, it was just so many movies that are noteworthy and, and notable that had kids in them. And that is mm-hmm. not the case so much anymore. And these just happen to be two of them. It's
0: a good way to categorize these.
1: So, yeah, because I was like, I was like, it's one of those things where for some reason I see these two and I'm like, yes, those are... They're not, like, exact comps, but there's so many, like, I could take a, a handful of probably, like, ten movies just like this, mix them mm-hmm. together, and pair any two of them, and it would be the same thing. These ones just felt like, I'm like, I like both of these movies. We should do these. And mm-hmm. um, and I was super excited because I uh, I liked both of these movies a lot when they were out, and uh, I liked watching both of them for enjoyment factor to say that they were good is a very different statement than whether I think that they were enjoyable to watch.
0: Correct. Correct. So, so Lisa's
1: going to go first and help us out here.
0: Yeah, we are doing Blank Check versus Heavyweights. Um, and I am up first. I'm covering Blank Check, which I was like, oh, totally. I've seen this. I've not seen this. Whoops. I've never seen Blank Check in my life. I thought I had had not. Um, So this movie should actually be called "Hi, I Actually Have the World's Worst Parents," and perhaps CPS should have been called many times, but they were not. Or an alternative title: Why is everybody constantly, constantly trying to kill a child, either by neglect or by direct harm? Hmm. Who knows? My kid anyway, is living down
1: the block and has a million dollars, and somehow I don't know anything about it. The, the anyway,
0: F- my uh, the my other show. sons are great. Yeah, it's this. <laughs> what the fuck Sorry, is go this ahead. movie? No, Blaine- anyway, Blank Check is a film that Disney dropped in February of 94. It stars a bunch of people I don't know. Oh. Um, and it has had a budget of $13 million and pulled a cool $39 million at the okay. box office. All right.
1: What did they spend? I mean, I know they had like a ton of stuff that they bought like for like because he had to be like, hey, I'm a millionaire. Right. Like they like what's what did they spend $13 million on?
0: Who fucking knows?
1: Seriously.
0: Who fucking knows? It sure as hell wasn't talented.
1: Not the actors, yeah.
0: <laughs> Not the actors, no. There was nobody worth mentioning in this movie. Sorry, all the actors in Britain. I, I recognized check.
1: the dad from it, and that was it. Like, I didn't know anybody else from that movie.
0: Correct. That was it. Um, So the movie starts out with our pal Preston Waters, played by Brian Bonsall. I'm going to go ahead and say that's how you say it. And he's the youngest of three boys um in a very busy household Mm -hmm. full of money makers okay so we are meeting him as his dad a successful investor is allowing his two older brothers to fucking take his bedroom away from him to start using for a business
1: this kid and this and the kids probably like what like like nine and they're just like yeah like well you need to get a fucking job like your brothers and maybe you can have a bedroom
0: (laughs) yeah he's like i haven't my balls haven't dropped. I can't get a I, job. None I, of this is a thing yet. Like
1: Yeah. It's Apparently, so awful. It's so yeah.
0: awful. What? I'm you sorry. Be- no,
1: I'm I'm like, I, I I just watched this movie, which is like this is a new thing for me. I haven't done. And I need to shut the fuck up because this is not my court case. <laughs> this
0: is this is this will be hard. It's okay. Please interject when 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 we yes. get to something that you're like, I have to talk about this because that is fine. Um taking by the way, so as a parent Taking your bedroom, oh, the bedroom away from your child to give to your other siblings is the worst parenting move of all time. Like the one area of privacy and ownership that any child can have and you just give it away. It's like, where's Sorry. he supposed to sleep? You'll find out over the course of the movie that literally nobody cares about where Preston sleeps or where he is at any time or what he's doing or if he's alive and not involved in like a pedophilia this could be, relationship. Yeah, this could be a
1: movie about him just doing blow off hookers butts the entire time and everybody be like, this is fine. Like, nobody would know Did about it.
0: Did you earn any money yet today, Preston? Then fuck off. That's the movie. Yeah.
1: The movie that's ends the with Preston Preston dying in a bloody heap of his own vomit. Like, sorry. Like, that's how it Thanks, ended. And the parents, They still didn't know that he was gone.
0: Um, so, so there's this situation, then at the same time, there's a shitty fucking bully that's throwing a birthday party at this crazy cool amusement park, which from trivia, that is the, San, uh, six Flags Fiesta, Texas in San Antonio, Ooh. which is a dope fucking park. Um, and so he's throwing it at, at an amusement park and his parents send him there with like, I want to say it was like $2 or just a cut, like, like nothing, um, and so the whole time he's just forced to ride baby roller coasters, do nothing, Which, get splashed, ridiculed. What kind of a, yeah. p-
1: a theme park is this where you have to you go in and then you have to pay for each ride you do?
0: That's true. Well, some I, I like want to say Six Flags does like that a little but bit. But I didn't
1: think I guess I'm thinking of like Disney World or whatever. Where it's just like you pay a fee to come in and then that's it. But yeah, not, not all
0: these. And also Preston, if this guy is a bully, why are you going to his birthday party?
1: In fairness that's kind of how it was back in those grades like you're just like I Ugh. guess I'm friends with people because they're in my grade. Well, I guess that's me yeah. because I was from a smaller town, but
0: I could I I could see that. That's fair. That's fair. So, so anyway, he's like I need money and he realizes that he receives a blank check from his grandmother in the mail for his birthday and he wants to like put a random number on there but his dad's like, mm, "Was it like $11?" He's like, "$11 mm-hmm. is fine." So he go he's like, "Well, I need to invest this," which is something that like a small child thinks about. Okay. So he tries to open an account at a bank um, where he learns that he doesn't have anywhere near enough. It's like $200 to wow, hit the wow, minimum wow, for wow. opening. Right. And so this is also where he meets Shay Stanley, a teller at the bank, and he's immediately in love with her. Uh, this is a problematic thing. We'll talk more on that later. Yeah.
1: I, th- yeah. I'm not going to get into the this relationship in particular. I just find it strange the trope of, of 90s movies with kids that want to bang adults and the fact that the movie is just kind of like, eh, we'll, we'll allow that.
0: Yeah. It's awful.
1: Like, everything up and two, but not actually the action of doing it. Like, just anyways, moving on.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, in the bank, an escaped convict has approached the bank president with, like, a nest egg of a million dollars cash that he put away before being put away himself. And he wants the president to... To launder the cash and have it ready for an associate named Juice to cash out the next day. Um, apparently, the president of the bank and this convict have like worked together in the past, and the mm-hmm. president threw him under the bank during the trial. Whatever. So, in the parking lot, that that shitty bully kid at the at the birthday party snags the money out of out of Preston's hands, and they begin a car chase. Or excuse me, they, be, they begin a bike chase, uh-huh. which leads to the that that convict hitting. Preston with his car, okay. The so Preston, your life kid, sucks, but he
1: got out of the way.
0: <laughs> yes, just be- and so not only does the convict hit him, but he's like, "You're okay, chill the fuck out." And then he spots a car, a co- uh, cop car coming, and he's like, he just writes him a blank check, signs it, and is like, fucking like, boot scoots right out of there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Preston at home uses this, this, this stuck out to me and killed me. He used a printer to seamlessly. Print out $1 million to cash on this uh-huh. blank check on the first try. Yeah, I did just I did
1: like that he just has like just a standard printer that could perfectly fit this one. And once you have to get it right the first time check mm-hmm. on a printer to print exactly the words on the exact place you wanted it to be.
0: Exactly. That shit did not jam uh mm-hmm. that shit did not get mm-hmm. out, misaligned like mm-hmm. what a beautiful printer right let's hats off to the printer so so he takes it to the bank to cash it and so the president thinks that this is that convict's friend juice um and gives preston that million dollars cash right there and bada bing bada boom preston is a fucking millionaire I, okay? I will
1: note i will note when he said like how, what kind of bills do you want and he's like like big bills. he's like no small bills and he gives him like all fives i was like watching his fill this bag all five dollar bills <laughs> What the, in the worst f- denomination what? imaginable to be giving somebody that many of,
0: and yeah, 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 that's that's a Fibers. lot of fives. Um, so so this starts the sequence where things just go buck wild on so many levels, and I know Andy's gonna have stuff to add here. Um, Preston, with all his money, decides to buy this crazy mansion that he saw at some point mm-hmm. and outbids nobody else but the exact convict, um, that hit him with his car for the house. And when asked for a name on the contract, he gives, Macintosh. Preston gives the name Macintosh as Preston works on a Macintosh computer. And that was his, yeah, that was his uh, clue there. So um, he also hires a driver named Henry that ends up being like his best friend ever. Also, the driver was the single best thing about this movie. That character uh, the, was I will hilarious. Say, the
1: driver was rad. Like I was literally thinking that I was like, I was, if you hadn't said that, I was going to be like, the, I thought the, the driver was pretty dope. He was
0: fantastic. Every scene that he mm-hmm. was in was a hundred times better than any other adult in any other scene, one bar done. Sure. Um, yeah. So he, so he goes to the store, goes to the mall, starts buying a ton of clothes, wear glasses, toys, candy, basically everything. This is every kid's dream sequence because yes. you are like you can do whatever you want. You can buy what you want. You can go where you want. You are the king. You call the shots. This is your shit. They like, have
1: in this montage, they have so many amazing '90s toys. Like they've got like the mm-hmm. Super Soaker 300. They've got the Nerf blasters. They've got all this different shit that was like. As I'm watching it, I'm like, they they just got they got all of the best classic '90s toys and featured them in this short montage. It was amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. And so, so after all this, this is where the parenting becomes really extra shitty, in my opinion. <laughs> so Preston says he's working for a guy named Macintosh who has all this money. And he's handling some of his finances, Seems according fine. to Preston. Totally believable. And everybody is just okay with the fact that a grown man who has a ton of money is throwing a bunch of that money at this little boy. He's, and this little boy is gives me is money and late. I come over to his house and disappear for several hours. Don't worry about it, Mom and Dad. Don't worry, we're not because we don't love you, Preston. <clears throat> you haven't earned enough money. Um also, that pretty teller is actually, so Shay. she's actually an undercover FBI agent working on a case against the bank president as the FBI suspects that he's been money laundering. And so she's all up on Preston and this whole Macintosh situation, since this Macintosh person is who cashed this check for 300 whatever it was for the cost of the mansion or something. Mm-hmm. So, but she, in order to get intel on this whole deal, agrees to go on a business date with Preston. So... Okay, that's problematic as well. So, so far we have horrible parenting with having your bedroom taken away, horrible parenting with a small child being gone for for hours and hours working with a man who has lots of money. Um, A felon has hit hit this kid with a car and then paid him off. Uh And now an adult female teller is agreeing to go on a date with this kid. Very cool preston i don't it, know it did so, feel
1: like yeah like in the 90s they were like as long as it's a female adult and a and a young boy it's fine
0: yeah because boys have crushes because boys can yeah. have
1: crushes but it, so it's not creepy if like somehow they fall in love
0: <laughs> absolutely so, so the amount of like weird adult slash child crush shit is weird and and I think it all comes to a peak weirdness whenever there's the scene of them in the fountain after the mm-hmm. date. It's not okay. Stop, 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 stop. So let's let's start wrapping this up a little bit. Um, there's a lot of sequences of like the convicts and everyone ch- and the bank, bank presidents with them too, trying to figure out this this kid who has all this money because it did not go to the person it was supposed to go to. So they're trying to figure out who this kid is. Um Preston throws a birthday party for himself slash Macintosh, which is a huge blowout bash with people just taking money and wanting to rub elbows with Macintosh. But he did, but he realizes, you know, whenever the party planner comes up to cash her bill, I think it was like ten thousand or whatever it was, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Um, he realizes he has like three hundred dollars left. Whoops! Which is, I'm mean, like, that is impressive to have spent a million dollars so quickly. It's
1: like, isn't there like a a movie like Brewster's Millions or whatever? <laughs> that's like a really old movie where they had to like spend like a certain amount of money and like in like 24 hours or something like anyways never mind that's an old i would just go to
0: california and be like i'm buying a house all right it's (laughs) gone in fact you actually owe us another
1: 250 you actually owe us (laughs) more sorry (laughs)
0: yeah um so so at this party um when it all comes down that he doesn't have any money left he had he realizes that he kind of has to announce that he is Macintosh and that This has all been, you know, a misunderstanding. And everybody bails making him feel as alone as he did at the start, right? So this convict and his dudes um, also find him at the same time. And they're trying to get their money back. And, you know, this is where they're, like, threatening the kid and chasing the kid. It's just like, this is so, like, can someone please take care of this child once in the film? Just one time. Um, And then it starts a sequence of, like, really insane and like wacky attacks on the the bad guys and stuff like that um the fbi catches them and arrests them all and then at the end of it person just learns that money doesn't buy happiness the end
1: what a what a cool like really really deep lesson
0: so cool <laughs> like, so cool it's
1: just like it's it's i mean i guess they have to have like some sort of a lesson at the end of this especially since it's a disney movie but like god damn like yeah. it's just it really like you just wanted you wanted to have all the scenes of the kid buying all the really dope shit, and I'm fine yeah. with that. You didn't have to do a lesson at the end. As far as I'm concerned, the villains could have killed him at the end, and I would have been like, "That was a pretty good movie," and that, that would was, been good. Fine. It was good. It's good. Uh, that's the so that's the ending you, I saw coming. You don't yeah, steal don't. a million dollars from someone who broke out of prison. and
0: but you don't know he broke out of prison. He just you hit do. you with his car. No,
1: no, no. You. Oh, yeah, he doesn't know that. But the amazing right. thing was, Lisa, you mentioned the first scene. I was like, this. I must be watching the wrong movie because it's like a dark and stormy night and somebody's running on train tracks. Yes. And I'm like, the what? opening scene of no, for no reason is the convict guy, the guy like who's the main guy who has the million dollars, apparently is broken out of prison in like a jumpsuit. And he just runs into this warehouse and he's like, here's my million dollars. Let's go. And then- that apparently is never an issue that he broke out of prison ever again.
0: No, uh, in fact, when that started, to be honest, I was like, "Am I watching The Fugitive? Right? Or is this?" I was like, "Is this like the latter part of The Fugitive?" Anyway, that's Blank Check. Uh, that's Blank Check. I want to hear heavyweights.
1: Awesome! I'm so glad. I'm so glad I, so I got to watch these movies because, like I said, even though I'm making fun of Blank Check, that was such a such a fun movie to watch because it just memories. Heavyweights, still a movie that I love to death. I watched this and I was like, love this movie. Again, it's one of those things where... I think Heavyweights is a better movie than Blank Check. I, I am actually pitting this against it and saying it's a better okay. movie. I also liked it better.
0: Okay. Bold, and move. Part Bold of it, words.
1: Here's the thing. So... Myself, I'll speak for myself. I know obviously Lisa has spoken in past episodes. Myself, I was a little I was a little bit I got a little bit chunk when I was when I was a child and I've, I I still do have a little bit of chunk, so I have I, I identify heavily with this film of heavyweights. Um, okay. this was a nineteen ninety five film directed by Steven Brill, who I'm not familiar with that name. Um, oh. it was written by both Stephen Brill and Judd Apatow, which Ooh. you might know from all of the movies he's made. All the best movies, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um this was like his first fucking thing like ever which is wild because it was just such a such a now it's like such a cult classic film that people love so much that at the time was not very huge speaking Mm -hmm. of which it had a box office of 17.6 million dollars which if you're thinking that's a really small money amount of money you're right it is
0: (laughs) how much did it cost to make it
1: on the like on the places i was looking i found one place i had to search and i typed in budget for this and i scrolled down like like five different things and i finally found one that said 8 million and it wasn't even that confident about it like and nothing else had anything so we're going to say 8 mil and they made okay. 17.6 wow um
0: okay not so, big ones this week <laughs> as i
1: mentioned it was not huge in the box office to start out with but this movie gained huge popularity later on um as people fell in love with the movie especially cuz i mean like this is like one of Ben Stiller's first like big big movies that he was in and obviously he would become huge. Um I chronologically I don't know if that's 100% accurate, but I feel like it was in 95 like I don't think he'd been in a lot before that. So um mm-hmm. so it was really big. So Rotten Tomatoes is brutal on this and gives it a 29% critic score, but then like every other th- metric that has it graded by audience like it's 77% on Rotten Tomatoes for fans and 80% like everywhere else. So Uh, So people like it, (laughs) apparently. uh, All right. Critics do not. (laughs) Jerks. So just to give like a quick summary, this one's like, because there's not like a ton to this movie. So I don't want to go like too in depth on this. But so Jerry is the main character. He's a kid. He starts out. He's with his family uh, who is like, hey, we have this guy here and he's going to show you this video. We're going to be sending you to camp this year. And he's like, fuck, I hate camps. And so his parents like, well, you're going to go to camp. Not only that, it's a fat camp, fat camp. And so he's like, fuck, I guess I'm going to fat camp. And so he gets, he flies off on a plane Mm -hmm. and he's getting sent to fat camp. Now I will say this on the videos you see, okay, this isn't as bad as you think. It's not like him just like exercising and working out at stuff. It's like a lot of fun places and everything. It just happens to be that all of the kids who were there happen to be, they got a little chunk on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, And so it's this super uncomfortable thing where it's like this kid who we've seen that he like obviously gets picked on and like people aren't like, you know, and and he gets shit on for his weight and everything like that where he's at. And so he's on this plane and he meets this kid named Roy right off the bat who is itty bitty baby Kenan Thompson, which I I, I messaged Lisa the second I saw him like, it's itty bitty baby Kenan Thompson.
0: Yeah, um, I made it. I I, w- I was able to watch till like shortly after they made it to camp, and then the whole world fell apart because kids. And I was like, well, I did my best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah. so we
1: quickly learned that this uh, camp hope, this place where this fat camp is, is actually like a super dope place because all of the kids, like none of them, are judging or making fun of each other because they all are like like you know bigger and everything like that. And so they can mm-hmm. actually like be themselves and like you know get along and stuff like that and be judged on their personality and stuff more so than like their their appearance and stuff. So like. Uh, From a less funny standpoint, it's kind of a sweet thing. You're like, oh, that's really nice. Um, And so we find out this camp is super dope. They've got, like, the blob, which is, like, in in cinema is, like, one of the coolest things, this huge, like, massive inflatable thing in this lake where kids jump from, like, a high distance and land on it and then bounce off and go into the water and everything. And they've got, like, go-karts and, like, all these cool activities and stuff. And uh, as we learn very quickly, the kids, like... (laughs) are. Uh, the kid so the, the main kid who is focused on Jerry is like I brought a few snacks with me like don't tell anybody and like the kids are like oh that's cute and then they all start like ripping off their shirts and have like these insane fucking like displays of like candy and shit like that and they had these huge stashes um, of all of this candy like sausages like just gross random stuff <laughs> that they all have in there um, so basically first day of camp they go to this like meeting where it's Jerry Stiller and uh, and I think uh, Ben Stiller's mom actually both play the characters that are the actual owners at the time of this. And they're like, we're bankrupt. And they're <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> and so we immediately find out that it's being bought out. They're like, hey, listen, I know you came here with one expectation of what this camp would be like. It is being bought out by somebody else and they are changing the entire premise of the camp. No refunds, bye. And so <gasps> Tony... Uh, who is ben, played by Ben Stiller, is this, like, super fitness guy who's like, I used to weigh, like, 319 pounds when I was a kid, and then I, like, lost all this weight. And so he's doing this big... Uh, he's filming all this stuff on on this camp. He's going to be making, like, essentially a um, like advertisement for how great this camp is at helping kids lose weight. And so he's going to end up, like, punishing these kids, just like they steal all the snacks and foods and everything. Like, that. they have these other camp counselors that are dicks, that are all German for some reason <laughs> and are very fit. And so they have the kids like running and they steal, like I said, they, they sabotage and they uh, go into their place and find the secret hiding sp- spots for their stashes and everything. But evidently at some point, the kids, uh, one of the kids has another secret stash and so they end up still getting a bunch of food um, and the kids are still obviously eating even though they're supposed to be losing all this weight. And so the first big time that Ben Stiller is showing, like, for the cameras, look at how my, my program works. Here's the kids. They're going to get weighed. And so they go to get weighed, and all of them weigh more <laughs> than they did before. That's amazing. And so obviously he is pissed. And so he's like, we're all going on a 20-mile hike. And so they all I go on this insane trek across, like, everywhere that is, like, genuinely dangerous for these kids to be on. Um but on this hike, they end up tricking uh, Tony, Ben Stiller, into falling into this hole. And so they the kids basically kidnap Tony, take him back to the camp, and put him into an electrified cage, which was electrified oh with, like, bug zappers, I guess. And they keep him under lock and key as they take over the camp. Uh Quickly, we learned that when the kids take over the camp, despite the fact that the original camp counselors that were there before the douchebags took over are still there, but they're like, uh, they're not really doing anything about it because they're also like team. These kids are awesome and those old camp, camp counselors suck. Uh, Pat is this one guy who's like the main counselor that is like the super cool guy that uh, clearly is a little chubby as well. And he's kind of the one of the protagonists in the in the show and everything like that. And so he's kind of like, initially is like, okay, I'll let kids have their fun. They're celebrating their victory of taking back the camp, and it ends up being like it's almost like a rager that night. And all the kids are just getting wasted on like pizza and like ice cream yes. and like just like out in the out in the grass, just like partying, like spraying whipped cream all over each other and shit like oh my that, gosh. And like dancing around the fire. And so we wake up the next morning and there's like like, 50 people, like, kids and some adults, like, just spread across the grass, lying unconscious on the ground, like, they just, like, all passed out from the party the night before and so Pat, who was the original counselor before Ben took over, you know, before Ben Stiller took over um, is like, alright, you guys had your fun, he's like and so, like, but we gotta put this camp together and, and prove that maybe, like, we can actually have some personal accountability maybe not to the degree that he did, but like, we can actually, you know, take care of ourselves a little bit. And so they end up putting the camp back together and it's actually like a really fun camp. They learn some things they do learn to like, you know, go on power walks together and have fun. And then they also like, this is just all montages. That's the thing. There's not a lot of substance to the film Mm because it's all just one scene after the other of like funny jokes of kids farting um, in front of each other or like playing pranks on each other or playing pranks on, on uh, Ben Stiller's character um, and Ben Stiller like punching kids, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I would pay to see that.
1: So they've cleaned up the camp, they've made it super dope, and then the parents are coming to visit for this one day. And so they're all like in the main cabin area, like where the cafeteria and everything is, and they're having this big video that they're putting on that w- that they made themselves. There was a collection of all these different pieces of footage from what well, Ben Stiller's camp had been doing of these videos of him like torturing these kids and like being dicks to their kids and everything like that Mm -hmm. just to explain like, Hey, this guy sucks and you need to get rid of him. Um, And so as that's going on though, they're all in there and Ben Stiller ends up escaping from his prison. And it's this insane scene just of Ben Stiller, like coming in and just like, I don't know what his end goal was in this. He just like breaks and he's like, Oh I see you've caught me. Well, uh, and he just like he's, he's, he's not even like trying to convince them or persuade them. Like, hey, no, that's fine. I'm actually doing a good job. He's just like almost like trying to intimidate like this room of like eighty people. Like, it's like you're done. Like, you can't. You're not gonna like win this fight or something like that. And he's like, he's just explaining uh all of these horrible things and how how his camp is actually good and all of their kids suck. Um, so Jerry's dad. The main kid, as I mentioned, his dad is played by Jeffrey Tambor. Um, do you know Jeffrey Tambor? He plays. I the...
0: remember seeing his face. The uh, yeah, uh, Arrested the dad from
1: Arrested Development. Yeah, uh, he does punch Ben Stiller in the face, which is appreciated. Um, yes. And then Ben Stiller does like a bunch of backflips and falls and and hits himself on <laughs> the back wall. Um, and so at the end, uh, Ben Stiller's dad, who I guess actually owns the park, not Ben Stiller. Although I will say Ben Stiller's dad in this film is played by Ben Stiller. Um, God, that was so confusing. I'm sorry. Tony's dad, the character from the show, uh, Thank you. his dad was played by uh, Ben Stiller, and puts basically says, "We'll take the kid back home. He's he's uh he's had a rough week. He's had a rough time, and so he like you see him in this limo like of Ben Stiller like like pouting, and so they put back they put the camp back in the hands of Pat, who was the main uh, counselor at the beginning. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens at the end that it was kind of like, it felt like the the whole movie was over. Like the whole thing was wrapped up like, hey, the main antagonist was defeated and stuff. But they're like, mm-hmm. now there's this whole big weird marathon race thing that involves Camp MVP, which was this camp nearby of like these really healthy and fit kids that are like really good at stuff oh, against okay. them in this like relay race of all these different events. And it's I'm like, I don't really feel like, I mean, obviously I want. fat camp to win, but like I'm not like so against camp MVP that I feel like strongly inspired by this. (laughs) But of course they end up winning in the end. So um they win and I feel like at the end they had to do that because have something at the end where it's like the point of this movie was not to be like fuck losing weight, being fat's cool. Like so they had to have like some like kind of a thing of being like, hey, see whenever you like take some personal responsibility and are reasonable and maybe take some steps to actually improving your health like you can win at stuff eh. <laughs> sometimes but have you tried pizza i know like that's what i'm saying is like i feel like i i had i was only interpreting that because i'm like it felt like at the end they're trying to like wrap it up with a neat bow with like this contest at the end and showing them winning and i'm like mm-hmm. i I feel like that was just like unnecessary. Like I I wanted to just see them eating more pizza and ice cream. Like, right. Like I would
0: have loved it. Yeah. I feel Absolutely. like we we
1: needed more of that and more of them passed out unconscious on the lawn <laughs> as if they just had a fucking rager. Oh. Whew. So that was a lot and I feel like probably a lot of people who listen to that summary are like I don't know what happened in this movie yet and and that's fine. You need to watch it because it is a very good movie and it is very funny. Um, yeah. So, so check it out. It's interesting and like I said it's it's one of the first like Ben Stiller things and Judd Apatow made it. It's it's a good flick. Anyways, a few pieces of trivia. There's not a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, as part of his first date with his eventual wife, Judd Apatow tried to impress Leslie Mann by showing her this film.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> so, what you did. Okay. Yeah, he's like right. so
1: listen, I'm not trying to say but like I'm not sure if you heard of heavyweight. She's like, "No, I haven't." And he's like, "Well, let's go watch it, huh?" Oh boy! Uh, I can't Maybe imagine it works, it, just be like, oh, swoon. Um, yeah, yeah. There was a scene. So at the end, remember when I mentioned about Jeffrey Tambor punching him in the face and then him doing this yes. backflip? So after he did that backflip and hit this wall, apparently a bow and arrow was fell down on him, and so <laughs> there was a deleted scene of, like right after that, where he then grabs the bow and arrow and tries to shoot. <laughs> Ooh. shoot he shoots he tries to shoot kids and jerry's dad with bows and arrows and disney <gasps> was like you know what we're good actually so uh we're hey. gonna just punt that
0: oh i'm so glad they made one normal call here
1: know yeah. so, <laughs> in our movies uh so then so a lot of the kids that played some of the bigger kids in this were all mighty ducks people so like you know keenan thompson was in this uh Aaron schwartz and sean weiss um you wouldn't know them by their names but you would recognize them if you saw them one of them being goldberg um, from the Mighty Ducks movies. If you know him, mm. you know him. He's the mm-hmm. goalie, and he's really big. He apparently didn't want to be in this movie, but they told him he couldn't be in, in Mighty Ducks 3 unless he did this. Wow. <laughs> Which is wow, because I'm like, he was in the first two. What are you going to do? Just get rid of Goldberg? <laughs> so, wow. but yeah, they required him to be in this. So, um, But, yeah, so there were three Mighty Ducks um, in this one. So... When one of the kids tells Tony, "There's this thing where they're breaking in and stealing this hoard of, of snacks," mm-hmm. um, and they broke in and found it, and uh, and Tony is like, "Whose is this?" Uh, and so one of the kids told him it belonged to Seymour Butts. In actuality, <laughs> but in originally, what actually was said because they had to do dub over it, like so, he's actually his mouth is actually saying Peter Fitz, um, because the joke was, and then ton- Tony says. Who's Peter Fitz? And then jo- J- Josh's answer was, Anyone's Peter Fitz if you push hard enough.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> and oh so my they god. Sh- this
1: was a Disney flick? thats I think that's the reason a lot of these got cut. So, But again, it's a Judd <sighs> Avatar movie back in the day. So like... They the joke was was cut apparently and changed to Seymour Butts to be a bit more family friendly. So that's all for trivia. I wanted to try and keep it a little bit shorter just because I know uh we obviously I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh Blank Check earlier. So
0: it's okay. Well, I looked for the I looked at the trivia for Blank Check and none of it was interesting. Yeah, was like um no, there just wasn't
1: there wasn't a whole lot. They were just like go watch this movie. It's good.
0: Yeah, and and it was it's it's, it was fun Mm -hmm. to go back and rewatch it. It was. I have my mother's helper here who is, she's 21. She's a lovely, lovely woman. And I was up, like I was upstairs sewing and, you know, watching this for, for the, for the show. Mm -hmm. And And she came up at some point. I was just like, Okay, this is weird. I know this is weird. This is we. This is oh, this movie's older than you. This is a kids movie from the mid '90s. Oh I was like, don't, don't worry about it. Just avert your eyes. This is this is on purpose, but not for the reason that you think.
1: <laughs> so. I don't remember who it was that shared something on on our on our Facebook about the fact that kids these days now reference like it was like a a, a, a TikTok about the fact that kids now reference the 1990s as the late 1900s. I can't.
0: I will not. I refuse. I refuse.
1: It's uh, yeah. So, hey, oh, uh, you want to take us old. out?
0: <laughs> yeah, where to find us? You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at 90s Court on Instagram, 90s.court. Um, just a heads up that voting um, is open. When do you usually open it for Twitter? Like
1: Usually Tuesday Twitter is either late Monday or early Tuesday, usually Tuesday.
0: Okay. 90s Court on Facebook, uh, the voting opens basically as soon as the, the podcast drops mm-hmm. on Monday mornings. And then Instagram, you have 24 hours to vote starting Monday that the episode drops. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, Voting happens in the Instagram stories. Please cast your vote on all three if you really care a lot about what we're talking yes. about. Um, Patreon.com slash 90s Court. We have some stuff there um some episodes. Uh, if you support the show there, we are A extremely grateful. B we'll give you shout-outs. C, you get some stickers. And D, we love you.
1: Was there a B in there?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um we also have a merch store, T public, slash user slash the 90s court. The we 90s super, court. The 90s court. Go there. Get a t-shirt. Get a sticker. Get a tote bag. Get a pillow. Get a phone case. Do whatever the fuck you get want. Get a new it feels attitude so on life. Yes. And I'm then, kidding. of course, they don't sell it there. They don't. But that's, I can get you a new, new yeah. attitude on life. It's called Shut Up. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any kind of advice. Um, I tried though, and as as Andy, uh, so we so we would love um, some new reviews if you don't mind on iTunes. That would be amazing, guys. And of course, as Andy said, Pod Chaser, um, go there Robots and leave reviews there as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, um, oh, I get to put Andy on the spot. Andy, any final remarks
1: before we depart? Yeah. Better cheddars are better than cheese. It's fight me.
0: Well, better, better what?
1: Th- it's supposed to be a closing remark, but uh, better cheddars are better than Cheez-Its.
0: What the hell are better cheddars?
1: You'll find out. Okay.
0: Well, that's our episode. Thank Stay you, rad. guys. I'm going <laughs> to gonna go do this. Stay rad, guys. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.